That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what happened to me. Mm. And so yeah. my mission and purpose for the last over two decades have been to share mm. with those that still go to church to hide and to get them to do whatever I can and be used by the Lord to help them stop hiding and start healing. Join the conversation and welcome to Inside Voice. Hello, friends. Do you long to be set free from the pain and the shame of your past? You can live a life of freedom and meaning and purpose, even when it doesn't seem possible. Well, my guest, Craig Brown, overcame a life of pain, shame, and destruction, experiencing a major life breakthrough that transformed his entire life. Here to share from his own experience and his new book, Stop Hiding and Start Healing, the secrets that you need to know for recovery, freedom, and purpose. So Craig Brown, I want to welcome you to Inside Voice. I sure appreciate you being here. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you for having me. Well, it's an honor to uh, be able to lock arms with people like you who have come through their, their, their own past and their own pain victoriously. And, you know, so many people right now, especially after the last two years of pandemic, and there's, there's a sense of unraveling and shaking. And that's why I want to have you on the program today, because I really feel like you have a voice that is going to speak into not just the lives of people who are struggling with addiction, but also those who perhaps even in the church are hiding from something. Yeah. So uh, really, let's just start with your own story and you know what, what God did in your own life and some of the traumas that you've been through. What's, sure. what's going on? Um, well, I grew up in the church. My dad was a minister in a mainline denomination, and uh, I loved growing up in the church. I mean, it was yeah. as a young, as a young guy, you know, uh, it, our family, you know, it was just a, it was just a good experience, you know, just a good experience uh, until I got to a certain age where I realized that um, what my dad, you know, what I saw in the pulpit was not what I was seeing behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, my dad had a lot of demons, a lot of anger, and he took it out on my mom and, and my sisters and I. And although it was a really good experience, you don't know any better at a very young age, you know, uh, right. but there was pain, shame, you know, guilt, there was hurt. Uh, we, I really didn't have a relationship with him, a real good, close, nurturing, loving, caring, relationship with him. And I certainly longed for that. And I needed, I was looking for that guide and looking for that direction and mission and purpose, but I was, certainly wasn't finding it, you know, in that particular environment. But fast forward, you know, that was the start. But then, you know, entering into my youth and then teenage years and, and, and so on, I, I just, uh, I made some really poor choices. You know, I wasn't getting, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord for one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seeds were planted, but I didn't have, uh, I didn't sure. know anything about Jesus, Lord uh, and mm -hmm. Savior and love and grace and mercy. I didn't, I wasn't here. Maybe I heard it, but I wasn't, you know, wasn't, I, w I didn't have that relationship yeah. and it was a huge yeah. void, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I had no, I was lost. I was kind of empty and I just had no mission and purpose at all. Um, and I took a job at a business in Washington, DC that happened to be owned by the biggest cocaine dealer on the East coast. 
and uh, a young guy like myself with no direction, no self-discipline, no self-control and totally empty. I just got sucked up into that drug life and wow. it was absolutely horrific, just horrific. And so I ended up in that, you know, that dark pit uh, for years until the Lord, until Jesus set me free. And it mm -hmm. took, uh, I don't have, we don't have the time for me to go, you know, just so many life-changing, harmful mm -hmm. situations and pressure that was just built up over all these years um, until, ironically, uh, uh, you know, God brought me to my dad's bed bedside when he was dying. And uh, as I mentioned the in the first chapter of my book, when the pain is greater than your fear, Brenda, I had so much pain in my life and I was, there was depression, darkness, mm. emptiness, but of all things, he brings me to my dad's bedside. And here's a guy I had no relationship with. And uh, what I didn't realize back then, and you and I know all about this, God's hand is always on us, always on us. Yeah. And just, he's, he's so wanting and desiring that desperation moment and that mm. moment where the pain is greater than our fear of changing. And by standing by my dad's bedside in the intensive care unit, shook me to my core. Mm. And I didn't have anybody to lead me. Imagine. I didn't have any, you know, any sinner's prayer or anything that I knew. All I knew was everything I had tried failed miserably. And I was filling myself with all the medication to escape the pain. So the next day I just cried out to God. I cried out, literally crying my eyes out saying, I just can't take this anymore. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, God, take over my life. You know, uh, Jesus, be my healer. Uh, take this pain, take this pressure, take this shame. And Brenda was just miraculous, miraculous. Mm -hmm. I had not done drugs or I had not, I'd been sober and clean for seven years before I got to my dad's bedside, but I was still miserable. See, people make yeah. the mistake that sobriety and abstinence is it. Oh, wow. You know, exactly. and that's a huge step. It's yeah. a huge step. Mm -hmm. But what about the trauma? Yeah. What about the pain, the shame? You know, what about the hurt? What about everything that you left behind that you've never dealt with mm -hmm. before? And that's what I see in people now in church. Mm. They, they go to hide rather than go to heal. Now, they wow. may have changed their lifestyle, may have changed a lot of things. But mm -hmm. what's still there? Mm -hmm. The enemy just poured on the shame year over year over year. And it just it just covers our soul. And there's only one that can crush that, that shame. And that's Jesus. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what happened to me. Mm. And so yeah. my mission and purpose for the last over two decades have been to share mm -hmm. with those that still go to church to hide and to get them to do whatever I can and be used by the Lord to help them stop hiding and start healing. Powerful, powerful. And I love the title because of that. It just absolutely says it like it is. And, and that is where we are. I think a lot of cultural influence have, have invaded the church mindset. Um, yeah. You know, we're, and, and we're living in, uh, sadly, a, a post-Christian era right now where, yeah. you know, we're just not relevant anymore. And I think a lot of the reason for that, Craig, is that people are hiding. And how can we be, they, you know, the, the city on a hill 
if we're hiding right. what's right. authentic and real on the inside. Right. Speak to that. Well, what, pe well what, people, what people fail to realize is that in Genesis chapter 3, the first thing that Adam and Eve did, first thing they felt was mm -hmm. pain, shame, yeah. guilt. And what did they do? I mean, chapter 2, they, there they was did. no shame. Chapter 3, mm -hmm. shame right. enters in. And yeah. they've been, and we have been hiding ever since. Yeah. Not everybody, but I'm a, mm -hmm. but a, I just see far too many people continue to go to church and they worship and hands lifted and you know they're leading, they're being, you know, they're mm -hmm. doing uh, serving, they're taking notes, they're being fed, but they get to the parking lot and they breathe a sigh of relief because mm -hmm. no one knows that my life is in turmoil. Yeah. And Brenda, mm -hmm. I've had people come to me five, say five years, 10 years, 20 years, Craig, I should have been here five, 10, 20 years ago. You know, I, I, mm. and, but again, you know, the timetable for everybody is different and the desperation yeah. and admitting that these things are there still is different for right. every single one of us. It took me to stand by my diet, my dad's bedside when he was dying to shape me to mm -hmm. the core. What is it? A DWI or her, a pain, a death or grief or, yeah. you know, yeah. some life situation to mm -hmm. get to uh, have someone realize I'm no longer afraid of changing. Yeah. But people are so caught up in fear, especially in churches, because you exactly. have to look good. You got to make sure put on the mask and marriage mm -hmm. is great. And, you know, that's and that's not church should be a place for broken broken people yeah. to go mm -hmm. to be real and it needs mm -hmm. to come from the pulpit first mm -hmm. and they have to you know it's got to be let me hear more failure and how to overcome it and you know yeah. let me hear more of that because our mm -hmm. people are in the congregations are yearning for for authentic real failure stories and yes, they i are. This is my own personal, this is my own personal observation. It's just, they're just mm -hmm. not getting them. No, they're not. And I think that's probably uh, uh, much of the reason that we're uh, shaking in, in the way that yes. we are right now. And, it, and it's, the, yeah. it's the voice of God that is shaking things up. And, you know, we're seeing uh, the fruit of this. We're seeing, yeah. uh, unfortunately, because of, of people that have maybe not just been, maybe they don't think they're living hypocritical lives, but they're not in tune with the right. brokenness on the inside of them. And we've led by our egos. We've done things, yeah. you know, from maybe the, the, the worldly corporate model. And, you know, we were chasing after building all these, these empires yeah. and kingdoms yeah. And, yeah. and seeking power. That's and then it. what happens is it begins to fall apart when God begins to shake the house. And we're seeing the results of that in the news over and over and over. And you know, this is, I, I think it's causing a lot of disillusionment, Craig, but in, in the end, I have to say that God is merciful and you know, yes. he doesn't have to defend himself. We don't have to defend God here. And what, what's happening is there's a correction and God yes. wants our attention and he oh, wants yes. us to come and get honest and to understand that we are broken, that we yeah. are without him. We cannot be whole, be whole. No, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It, you know, and uh, Luke 12, two, you know, everything that is covered will be uncovered and every yeah. secret will be made known. 
And that's God's promise. And that's God's, Mm -hmm. it's a gentle warning, you know, that at some point in time, listen, and that's Mm -hmm. what we're seeing all throughout, uh, all all throughout the country in God's church. Yeah. You know, things are being uncovered, things, secrets are being, uh, uh, you know, made known. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listen, people are going to church and they're vulnerable. They're hungry. They, they want real, they're looking for, re, uh, re, they've been living in somewhat, I know I did, in a false reality. And mm-hmm. church should be a place of reality. You know, mm-hmm. this is life. This is healing. Yeah. This is grace, unconditional love and mercy. That, and God is on the throne. No, mm-hmm. no one else. He is on the throne. He's and mm-hmm. the at the foot of the cross is where we should be running with our issues. But mm-hmm. far too many of us are again are too are too afraid of what people are going to think about about us, sure. and yeah. they're just you know what what are they going to say about me? And mm-hmm. the promise I'm going to share with those that are uh, the, your viewers, your listeners, um, at one point in time when you fully surrender and you you are earnest about getting well and about being healed there will be a day where you will not care one (laughs) bit what anybody says about you Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter you have an audience Mm -hmm. of three father son holy spirit amen that is your audience you please them and do everything in your power to please them Mm-hmm. versus yeah. our warped desires sometimes, yeah. you know? Well, and well, if you pivot... Yeah. Oh, big exactly. time. I'm sorry to cut you off. But yeah, there's a sacrifice involved in, in that level of obedience to Total. responding to the Spirit, responding to the Word of God. And, you know, I can identify, I mean, I took a lot of criticism uh, a couple of years ago when my book came out, and I can, I can identify with you uh, and, and resonate with your own story of you know, coming back to your father on his deathbed, the same thing happened with me where my father uh, finally came out in the open and what the pain that he carried became too great. And knowing that he was facing uh, eternity, you know, it was a a pivotal moment, not just for him, but for me. And, you know, that was a springboard for healing, uh, real, a real process of healing to take place. And, you know, there's a sacrifice when you choose to say, I'm going to get honest and I'm going to be real. And whoever doesn't want to join that camp, okay. Because, you know, you've got to be committed to that choice and that decision, correct? You do. And listen, <laughs> listen, your healing um, is for you and no one else. Right. Your forgiveness is for mm-hmm. you and nobody else. His mm-hmm. grace and mercy lo- is for you mm-hmm. and no one else. You know, mm-hmm. and it's you have to be and I, I don't I was going to use the word myopic, but you have to be there's no nothing more important at all Mm -hmm. than our relationship with God. And, and there's nothing more important. Most important things you ever do in life is to learn about you. What are your character defects? What are your shortcomings? You know, what, you know, what's, what about that anger and these, and the codependency or these other things that you're not quite sure of Mm -hmm. learn about them, Yeah, you know, learn about you, 
you know, recovery, the way the way Christ Center Recovery is designed when you go through principles and steps and things is the, the first the first half of them are specifically designed for the personal side of your healing. The latter portion is for the relational side of your healing. Mm-hmm. So relationships can't heal if you have individuals that are totally dealing with heart, you know, very difficult life issues, denial mm-hmm. and struggle. You get well. You yeah. get well and watch everything else in, that you are a part of. You will learn how to operate in these other, um, you know, these other tiers mm-hmm. and you will see it takes that mm-hmm. first step, though. It takes that first step of yeah. just being honest with yourself and honest with others and honest with God. Well, we're fragmented and, and we became fragmented when uh, uh, the, the in the fall of man, when yes. sin entered the picture. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that people are unknowingly fragmented, disconnected, even with themselves and oh, with God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so there, there's this this ability to even hear his voice. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people want to think they're hearing things, but we're inserting our own agenda. And it, 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 yes. it's a kind of a painful process, really, yes. to uh, come to that place of of letting God uh, really dig and, and uh, un, unearth, uncover the things that we don't like to look at. We've long buried and given, given power to uh, by letting them be what, what motivates us and become the filter for all information. And then our relationships, just as you said, yes. are affected and in, within the church and within our ministries. So tell us about um, how, I mean, is it just people within your church that come through your program? Can they, do they come from oh, all no. over? Uh, we've, uh, we've been serving for the last 23 years. It's really community. We have people that come from all over. You know, we're right outside of Washington, DC, and we have people that come from the various areas around the area. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. Um, two out of three people uh, enter into Christ Center Recovery because of pain, not addiction. Yes, yes, yes. You it's see, a lot root. of people, see, that's the stigma that the enemy uses mm-hmm. to keep good people going to recovery because the word recovery overall is so intimidating. The, the, my book is rather, you know, I realized I was at the NRB and the looks I would get when people would walk by. <laughs> they, oh. they saw that and they're like, oh. <laughs> you, know, uh, yeah. it, you know, I didn't realize that it intimidate. Listen, uh, getting well, being honest, and you know, dealing with dealing with and recover just a recovery yeah. intimidates people's denial. It just does at all levels, yeah. and yeah. you know, you have to get you just have to get around that and you have to get over that. But uh, but again, a majority of people come in because of pain. They may mm. not be, you know they may have had an issue with some type of addiction, but but addiction are symptoms, pornography, right. food, <laughs> anger, gambling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, drugs, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Those are the mechanisms. But the yeah. Bible is a root is a root issue, self awareness, self discovery, life manual. It yes. is. So you come in and, you know, I've heard story after story after story about someone that, you know, uh, when, when they pulled back the layers, right. And expose that wounded heart, that hardened heart, uh, you know, uh, they realized it was their anger issue. It was their anger 
that was the catalyst for their using and they just wanted to medicate it same with food you know what was the catalyst for it well low self-esteem low you know uh looks so much attention is put on well i would binge on food and just you know but it was my low self-esteem that was a catalyst for me you know having food issues you have to get to the it's here it's the root yeah. issues mm -hmm. that are there and a lot of them have to deal with pain shame guilt mm -hmm. and hurt you mm -hmm. know they just yeah. and you because we want to medicate it we want to run and right. escape that's exactly. our first inclination is to well, run it is it's the it's our human propensity really that's and we're just the culture reinforces that uh and we do a yes. lot of projecting of lies and uh we wear our masks and uh yes. but i'm a firm believer that we don't get the real beauty without the pain we have to yes. go through and, and experience the pain of it um but we don't like to suffer we don't like the thought of uh enduring but you know that's uh, uh and i i want to bring up too that this is where yeah. you know the power that jesus offers us is mm -hmm. the power to overcome that pain it is but we want to seek after the kind of power that elevates us that elevates our ego that yeah. puts us in control and that's oftentimes not what god is calling us to and no. we can't be really trusted with that, especially if we're carrying around a lot of baggage. We're going to be abusive in those kinds of situations. Without a so, doubt. So, you know, uh, tell me uh, some of from your own personal journey and testimony where God traded you beauty for mm -hmm. what once was just mere ashes. Oh, everything. Every single part of my being was changed. Every, I mean, mentally emotionally, spiritually, physically, yeah. every wow. area of my life. Uh, mm. There was a How about total relationally. Yeah. And yes, absolutely. Oh, without mm -hmm. a doubt. Yeah, I was very, yeah. Uh, you know, I had a hard time trusting uh, early on, you know, um, mm -hmm. in relationships and what have you, just because I, I, I came from a very unsafe background. And, right. you know, with a dad dealing with this stuff and a mom that was a uh, enabler, very loving, loving to death. Mm -hmm. Oh, without it, you know, they're both passed on. But they, you know, what we don't realize when we're growing up is that our parents are growing up, too. Right. And some did it well. That is true. And some didn't. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. some did it really well and some didn't. But, uh, Brenda, every area of my life, I, I have been working for the last 30 plus years on as much as I can, you know, every day, just, you know, and a lot of it is, you know, old patterns or things that can creep in character defects that have been, you know, uh, stripped away may, uh, produce, you know, may show up every now. I just want to be fully aware. I just pray for holy eyes and ears and just a discernment to be able to, for that. And I pray often, day, uh, often yeah. daily, uh, increase self-awareness. Lord, how am I really doing? I just ask myself that question. Question I have to ask other people too. Not how are you doing? How are you really doing? Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that on a regular basis for years. It's kind of like a, um, you know, a daily inventory, you know, checking up mm -hmm. on ourselves. And, you know, we take care of our cars on a regular schedule. We take care of other things on a regular schedule. When was the last time you took care of yourself on a regular schedule, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually? 
know, how am I doing in these four areas? And you will realize by journaling, being around safe people, trusted people that you can sit in circles with and just discuss things and talk about the things that you're dealing with in your life. There Mm -hmm. is power in circles when they are safe and they are trusted and real people dealing with real life issues. And that is the is the privilege I've had for over two decades to be able to to be able to be a part of that and see the Lord snap chain after chain after chain of those that entered in held in bondage and were just beaten down and carrying the the load and such pressure Mm. and see them be set free. It's just you've experienced it. I've experienced it. Mm. We're around a lot of people in this network that have experienced it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like it. That is God's work, true work. And that is healing souls and, um, you know, and that's where the transformation. Yeah. The transformation of the inner man really takes place on those levels. And, you know, there is a a cooperating that a a cooperation. We have to partner with God. We, we want to leave it all up to him say, you know, heal me instantly. We like to do the, say the (laughs) prayer at the altar, you know, Shunda you're healed. And, and now you go on and don't bother me with, with your problems anymore. And it's, you know, it doesn't happen that way. Healing is a process and, uh, and, and we're relational with God with ourselves, with our uh, interpersonal relationships. And as you were saying that about to this day, and I I so identify with you there, Craig, of saying, Lord, help me take an inventory here. Am I doing okay? Will you show me? You know, like David said, create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me and show me any wicked way that's within me. Uh, There's a a scripture that I often love to quote because it's just one of my favorites because of my own experience with this. And um, hopefully people don't get tired of it, but it's in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians. And it says, and we all with unveiled faith, beholding the glory of God, are Mm. being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is spirit. And I just really believe that, you know, we, so many people are focused on looking at the outward mirror and how am I looking today? What am I, you know, what's everybody perceiving? But God is calling us to come and stand in the mirror of his glory where we are changed and we are transformed as we begin to see ourselves the way he sees us, which means, you know what, all the good, all the bad, all the ugly that we haven't been able to acknowledge we've been afraid of. He wants us to lower the mask. He says with our face unveiled, that's a hard place to come to, isn't it, Craig, to be honest with God. It is, but it's back your comment about pain. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Um, it's important for your audience, and I'm sh- you know, for for the, for us, you and I, to remind them mm-hmm. that uh, God uses pain in a mm-hmm. very, very miraculous way, but He never causes the pain. Yes. Ever, He yes. is not that type of God. Mm-hmm. He never causes the pain, mm-hmm. and so many people make the mistake of thinking. Mm-hmm. That oh you know I'm I'm in this situation because mm-hmm. God put me here no mm-hmm. no dear one you're you're mistaken they, there 
yeah. you know, but he will allow us to go through. Now, mm -hmm. the Apostle Paul talks about, you know, rejoice in our sufferings. Now, that's a hard place to get to. Mm -hmm. But uh, you mm -hmm. see my color of my hair. I can get to that place now. And yeah. it's no walk in the park. Mm -hmm. And it takes me a little while to after I've been slammed to begin to, to praise God and honor him and, you know, give him glory. You know, it, it takes me a minute to get there. But that is uh, the posture we have when that when that does take place will change over time. Whereas your first inclination is to run. Once you once you are allowed that healing restoration and for him to take you from a place of brokenness to a place of wholeness over time, you will greet those situations. You won't run anymore. But yeah. you'll look at those look at them as opportunities for me to grow my character, for me to improve my relationships, mm -hmm. for me to be a better people helper, right? To me to be a yeah. better pastor, minister, caregiver, whatever. And I am, I am the res everything I am today, husband, dad, care people helper, is the mm -hmm. result of my deepest, deepest pain. Yes. It is. And I, yes. you know. My choices put me through it, but mm -hmm. God knew then that I'd be speaking with you today and that you mm -hmm. and I together would take our experiences, right? And, and allow him to use us to make a difference, a, yes. maybe the smallest difference in mm -hmm. someone's life it's during your shows. Amen. And that is the power of the redemption, yes. the redeeming grace that God gives to us. It is yeah. almost inconceivable. And I understand when people are living in that smallness of, of their pain and with they're living on the yeah. inside of it. And yeah. they, it's hard to conceive of a, a loving father, a yeah. creator who would not cause the pain, but come into our pain. You know, the, the Shekinah glory yes. has been described. Uh, I've heard it said that in the Hebrew, it is the female form of God that would come mm. in like a mother and wow. lie with us yep. in our dust and heal us there. Mm. It's a process. And listen, um, I wish we had all day to talk about this, Craig. You are anointed, and uh, I'm so glad to know you, and we bless yeah. you and all the work that you are doing. And I want to thank you for being on the program today. Please uh, give us, uh, tell our, our viewers how we can find you. I'm sure there's sure. going to be people who might want to reach out. Sure. Oh, you're more, and everyone's more than welcome. I uh, My book website is Stop Hiding, Start Healing Book dot com stop hiding start healing book dot com my personal website is craig d brown dot com craig d brown dot com and i'm also on facebook stop hiding start healing so love to hear from you if i can be of any help encouragement and offer you support or anything i'm available to you awesome thank you so much for being with us today all right brenda thank you and friends, we want to thank you. I'm sure that you are blessed and encouraged because you have been given the grace from God and the mercy from God to be able to find your purpose and to be able to fight forward. Stop hiding and start healing. Thanks for being with us. I'm Brenda Crouch. Wow.